Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Lots to get to. This is crazy. Somebody tried to ram the White House. Yeah, it, it was really weird because I, I see this story pop uh, early, early in the morning. And then when I got into the studios, I started looking around at major news sites and all that, thinking, well, surely this is going to be the biggest story. And, I mean, it was written up, like, by the time, you know, I don't know, a couple hours ago, uh, like CNN.com had it kind of buried on the homepage. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Why is that? Well... Someone crashed a U-Haul truck into a security barrier near the White House last night. The cops have arrested a 19-year-old named Sai Varshith Kandula. Hmm. He's apparently from Chesterfield, Missouri. When he crashed, okay. when he crashed the truck, he popped out and started waving a Nazi flag, and apparently told the cops that he wanted to kill Biden and quote take over. He was trying to overthrow the government. So they're charging him with threatening to kill or harm the president and other Secret Service protectees. But, you know, I I can't help but think that this guy doesn't exactly fit the whole neo-Nazi white supremacist uh, mold. And therefore, this story is going to go away. Hmm. I mean, I didn't want to go all in conspiracy. But, man, this thing reeked when I read the story. I'm like, what? Well, when you first see it, you don't know what happened. And all of a sudden, you see this Nazi flag that's laid out quite nicely right in front of the vehicle. And there's pictures taken. And people are saying, is that the way evidence is treated ever? (laughs) No. What is is going on? Is this just for show? What is happening? Again, I don't know. I mean, they found he had a backpack too. Is that right? Yeah, with like duct tape in it or, or duct tape yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, so not fitting the profile of your everyday white supremacist. No, <laughs> right. no. Okay, all right. Uh, but according to the left, I mean, you can be certainly black and still fall upon the prey of white supremacy. That's We're true. told that all the time if you have conservative thought and you are a person of color. That's what they usually say. So why not this person, too? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. This just seems so diversionary to me. Well, again, I think it just comes down to it doesn't fit the narrative they would like. So all of a sudden, what could be a big front page story and the lead story for days in that first day falls to number 12. Yeah, I know. You could you could actually hear, you know, the producers of Meet the Press and, and all the CNN daytime shows going, oh, my gosh, guy crashes into a barrier outside the white house he was wearing a uh or he was waving a nazi flag he's from chesterfield missouri oh, oh my goodness I'm okay what's his name again minute. what yeah. is it uh, his name is Cy. hard name hard name yeah oh uh, nuts hmm. unless we're yeah. gonna have a nas- story number 12 <laughs> unless we're gonna have a national conversation about the radical hindus i think <laughs> we're probably gonna wind up yeah, not learning a lot more about this story. There's a lot of conversions going on in yeah. Chesterfield, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, so more on that a little bit later. Uh, okay, I can't wait to hear this audio that you have, David, talking about why Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox. Yeah, Chad Moore is a writer. He's been working on a biography of former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. The book is coming out in a couple of months. 
Uh, he put out a video yesterday promoting it, confirming that, yes, he has written this book. It's in the editing process now. And then added an interesting tidbit about why Tucker Carlson was fired and the lead up to him being fired. And, well, he's saying it does have to do with the Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit. Roll it. I've also seen the monologue that Tucker planned to deliver on Monday, April 24th, before his show was abruptly taken off the air. That monologue dealt with, among other things, investigations around January 6th, and particularly Ray Epps, the only person captured on video mm -hmm. inciting people to violence at the Capitol that day, and allegedly an FBI informant who still has not been arrested or charged. Time out for just Ironically, a second right a there, the just for the Ray Epps part. Yeah. Remember the whole 60 Minutes thing on Ray Epps? Oh, yeah. That was less than satisfactory mm -hmm. as far as answering questions. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Ironically, a good part of the monologue also dealt with the people and forces that are trying to silence him, like AOC and others in government. It has now been reported that his firing was a condition demanded by Dominion as part of the settlement with Fox. Although Dominion has denied this, my sources have intimate knowledge of the situation, and they have assured me, even before this news leaked, that that is, in fact, the truth. If that is true, it would mean that a small group of people who have a controlling interest in Dominion have managed to silence what is arguably the most important and influential conservative voice in the country, possibly until after the next presidential election. Wow. The, the interesting part to me is that Tucker Carlson on Twitter actually shared that video. So obviously, it's true. if he thought it was BS, he wouldn't have shared it. No. Yeah. At least that's what you would think. I'd seen Chadwick Moore on Tucker's show a few times, yeah. so it leads you to believe they're at least friendly. Um, yeah, man. That's interesting because I heard something else yesterday, and I think this may have been from Megyn Kelly, that there is... Okay, I'm paraphrasing. Someone that's, if not far left, pretty far on the left, on the Fox board that really wanted Tucker gone. Mm -hmm. Now, does that have anything to do as well with the Dominion? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but someone had the juice because what Fox has said has not made sense no. from day one. Because at first it was a mutual parting. That was a lie. Yeah. It, was, it was not at all. It was a firing. And then they've never really explained why he was fired. And it's certainly believed that Fox was leaking out all these damaging videos of Tucker saying that uh, some woman was yummy, which then you hear the clip and he's like, and by the way, I was joking yeah. about I wouldn't call someone yummy. So, I mean, there was just nothing there as far as all this damaging video that was leaked. But I think it is true that that was Fox's way of saying, see, this is why he got fired. But the audience doesn't care. Like, if anything, and you said this too, David, it makes me like it more. Yeah. Seems like a real human. Yeah. So, wow. Especially when Tucker was the one that went after uh, Sidney Powell, who was doing the whole yeah. cracking thing with Dominion, and he obliterated her on, yeah, that, on Fox. That's the whole part about the Dominion thing that doesn't make any sense to me, why Dominion would be demanding that he get taken off of the air, because with all of that stuff... Well, that, he's the big fish, though. He, he, that's true. Right. I mean, they wanted to take out the big that, fish. That calling everyone to heal kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh. 
Maybe. Uh, you would have thought $800 million would have done enough. Right. <laughs> 800 million and Tucker's head on a platter. Yeah, and you got to have his head too? What? Yes. Who negotiated that deal? Yeah. Okay. Well, more on that too later on. Blinken? Uh, David, you saw this last night. I couldn't believe it when I got the text from you that, okay, the Dodgers are in, they're out, they're in, and yeah. out they're in again. So I'll, I'll, I'll set it up this way. The initial controversy was for their Pride Night thing, the L.A. Dodgers were bringing in this uh, trans radical, whatever, drag queen group that mocks Catholicism. Uh, you know, they do like sexy nun things and it, it's just very, so a lot of people upside down crosses and right. writhing on crosses so and all lot, of this stuff. Yeah. A lot of people took offense to that, obviously. And yes. they said, Hey, that's not cool. You shouldn't do that. And so the LA Dodgers said, okay, we're not going to do it. And then the update to the update was that, uh, pride LA, a very large gay organization in LA, uh, said, well, we're going to pull out of all Pride Night events for the L.A. Dodgers because they're not standing by these weirdos who dress up like nuns. Um, and now the L.A. Dodgers have invited the freak show back. And I saw that, and man, I'll tell you, when they moved the, the, the All-Star game out of Atlanta because they caved to left-wing lies about the Georgia election bill, I, you know, it's not, I wouldn't hear like calling for a boycott or whatever, but I personally haven't watched baseball since. And I've spent mm -hmm. a lot of money and a lot of time on Major League Baseball in my life. I won't do I'll it. I'll tell anymore. you what, in just a few short years, the amount of money you were spending to go to games was topping Robbins and I in a lifetime. <laughs> right, right. To go yeah, to World Series games, <laughs> World Series tickets for, yes. the, for the Houston Astros and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, to me, it was like, okay, well, Major League Baseball clearly hates me. So I'm not going to do that. So I was having a conversation with somebody I know who's a, who's also a big baseball fan yeah. over the weekend. And no joke, I started to sit here and say, you know, may, maybe I could start trying to watch a game. Because the problem is every time I something, uh, you know, baseball comes on, I just get pissed off at the organization. I'm like, okay, maybe I can try to get over it. I see this mm -hmm. crap. I'm done. I'm done. Major League Baseball hates you. <laughs> if you they do. <laughs> Well, part of this, too, yeah. Robbins is the biggest baseball fan I know and have known for a long time. And so this ongoing thing on the show has been, Scott, baseball hates you. They, well, he <laughs> sent me a text last night that said that. I did. Well, I know. That's what I'm baseball saying. Baseball hates you. Yeah, I, I, I said this, and, you know, you can accuse me of going full on Alex Jones or whatever if you want to. But <laughs> I saw this L.A. Dodgers statement where they're groveling and they're, we want to have an inclusive environment. Blah, 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 blah. Unless you're Catholic, in which case Major League Baseball says, up yours. Dude, uh, the, for what this group actually does is really offensive to a lot of people. Right. And that is the crazy thing of them saying, you know what? And the way they worded it, we are so sorry. Yeah. And we're so glad that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence basically accepted our apology and are now going to be on the field yeah. with us during Pride Night. Yeah. Well, it's not like they had an option. It's like the sisters had to, you know, had another gig they moved on to. <laughs> but I mean, please, I of see course that. they accepted it. And it was like the internal monologue I just shared with y'all, and I'll share it with anybody listening, is Major League Baseball hates you. It hates everything you believe in. It hates your values. It hates your politics. It hates your religion. It hates you even more for objecting to anything that goes against those things, your values, your politics, your worldview, your religion. It hates Gosh, I you. I hate to hear that. I do. But it does. It hates you, and it hates your God. Uh, 
I don't know if you want us to actually say how you responded to that text, Scott. <laughs> it's up to you. I, I'm not going to say it. It was a private text, and I don't want to leak it out I, to I the think public. It was a two-word response. Actually, <laughs> yeah, those bleepers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why they feel like they have to bend the knee to this group. I don't know. There, I, I don't understand it at all. There, there is there is one true religion right now in corporate America, and it is the alphabet mafia. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's it. It's not like are are is baseball made up of a bunch of drag queens who go to games. Are they going to lose economically here? You know, of course not. Well, it's all the ESG stuff. I, but they can say, no, we don't do that. That's not our audience. I'd love to have a, a candid conversation with some of the players on the ball clubs who hail from places like the Dominican, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Cuba. I would love to hear their take on the drag queen nuns. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear that, too. They got special seating like you get... <laughs> Yeah, box seats, bleacher seats, reserved, and drag. They hate you. Drag queens here tonight from (laughs) San Bernardino. A group of ten are here. By the way, you have. We got to get to this real quick. Uh, This was from baseball game. What happened? I saw this. I almost hate to share this because baseball baseball hates you almost as much as it hates birds. Okay. Uh, Will Brennan, he plays for the Cleveland Guardians. He killed a bird yesterday. The bird was hanging out in the infield. Will was at bat, and he hit a hard grounder right at the bird. I mean, it just, boom. (laughs) It really did kind of look like the Angry Birds video game. Just sort of like Play-by-play? Yeah, here's the play-by-play. Base hit left field. Nice piece of hitting by Will Brennan. Didn't try to do too much. He took what was there and slapped it the other way. Get a a shot right at shortstop, guys. We got a bird that may have been hit by that possibly. It's a bird that's not moving. Well, here comes the shovel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here comes the shovel. (laughs) Oh, man. Who's going to try to sell that dead bird? <laughs> you autograph it. Dumb and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> Our pet's heads are falling off. All right, news update next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this at the Washington Examiner. Headline, explosion of AP climate change stories. Following $8 million environmental grant. Yeah, man, it's weird how when somebody gives you a bunch of money, (laughs) maybe you're going to report on things friendly to their cause. Are you saying that you can buy the news? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just another example. Uh, As the story says, in the year following a grant of more than $8 bucks to the Associated Press from key climate change advocates... The news service has poured out at least 64 stories warning of environmental calamity, according to this new media study. It's Media Research Center Business. They charted the stories and language used following the multi-million dollar grant, found that AP had used over 500 environmental extremism buzzwords in the stories. So, yeah, you make it into this thing and scare the crap out of people. Mm -hmm. Then you can control it with your dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Everything's for sale. 
Did they ever talk about that when you were studying journalism in school, David? Yeah, that was the uh, If the Check Clears 101 class. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm just checking on that. You report this story in two ways. One, the truth. The other, if they uh, pay you. Yeah. Give me an example. Yes, okay. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. Um, other news out there. Speaking of crazy amounts of money, I understand the Taylor Swift tour, the tickets. Oh. People were paying over $1,000 easy. Yeah. And now you can buy rainwater from well, one she, of the shows? Well, the Boston show over the weekend, it was pouring down rain the entire time. Okay. I mean, pouring down rain. All right. And she played. She played for like three and a half hours in the rain, right? Okay. I'll credit her there. So now in the marketing... Okay, hold on. What? Was there a cover over her? No, she was out in it. Okay. She was soaked, man. I mean, the band was so... It was weird. Oh, okay. I know. I, I thought the electric stuff, too. I, who knows? But all that being said, um, they started selling little packets of rainwater, little vials of rainwater from the Taylor Swift show. The people collected. Yeah, that they collected during the show, and they were selling it, and they're selling it online. Mm. So you can buy it. Now, I've never I, seen this happen before, except in Kansas City, where you could buy water from the fountain, in the, which is dumb, too. But Okay. I mean, to me, if you're going to make that much money to sing in the rain, sing in the rain. I, I don't know if you get extra props, but hey, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, a lot of people would have canceled, I'm sure. Did you see Taylor Swift's fans want her to answer for her boyfriend's, quote, awful remarks? Mm -hmm. The dude from the 1975. Oh. And apparently he said some things that people thought were offensive. Uh, okay. So some of her fans are saying, hey, we have started the Speak Up Now campaign, oh. named after her Speak Now <sighs> album. You need to address your boyfriend's quotes. And they say, use your platform responsibly and intentionally. Advo uh, advocate for inclusivity. Celebrate diversity and promote empathy and understanding. He made chauvinistic jokes about women and said ignorant things about the LGBTQ community. Mm. She wrote, Answer for it, Taylor. She wrote a whole ass song that was a hit for you people. Give it a rest. <laughs> it's never enough. It's really going to hurt her career, you can tell. News update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Boy, I don't know what story I want to get to first. I, I could talk about another IRS investigator that is a whistleblower. Says there is misconduct with the Hunter Biden inquiry. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we've already heard this. Yeah. It seems to be falling on deaf ears all over the place. Well, yeah. I mean, again, because when the media decides that they've picked a side then, you know, they'll do some requisite reporting like, oh, yeah, there may be some malfeasance. And look, we're going to ask the tough questions, blah, blah, blah. But it's not going to be like a dog with a bone. You know, if no. this is if this is again, I, I, I just try to imagine if this is Don Jr. a few years ago and he's under Dude. investigation for tax evasion or tax fraud, things like that. And there's any inkling that the Justice Department or the higher ups within the IRS are leveraging political influence to, to you know, nudge an investigation one way or the other. I mean, that, that's all we'd be talking about right now. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons it makes it so frustrating. Mm -hmm. That you have what seems like maybe 30% of the country, upwards to half, know how crooked this entire thing is. And that nothing's being done about it. 
and people are just left frustrated. Isn't it? Doesn't it just make you shout though? Because you keep thinking, my God, man. At some point, how does this not? I know. How, what's 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 really behind this? I think we know. Well, yes. It's destroying it's the country. It just boggles your mind, though. It does. Okay, switching to this other story. This is about a college professor, David. Yeah, so this is a uh, college professor at Hunter College in Manhattan. Uh, the pro-life group, Students for Life, had a table set up at Hunter College, handing out okay. pro-life pamphlets and whatnot. You see stuff like that on college campuses all the time for one cause or another. Sure. Well, this professor... Shalin uh, Rodriguez totally flipped out on them. This is crazy. Okay, roll it. You're not educating. Shit. This is propaganda. What are you gonna do? Like anti-trans next? Is that what you're gonna do next? I mean, no, we're, we're talking about abortion. This is. This is violent. You're triggering my students. Oh, it's violent. I'm so tired of that crap. Yeah. Violence. A differing opinion is now violence. Well, Making a compelling argument so, one way or another is now violent. Well, I, I would it's just ridiculous. Just also like to add, how is it violent to speak out against killing unborn babies? <laughs> I mean, well, it's violence because you're hurting someone's feelings. I, I, I don't know, but again, this is another word that's been misappropriated. Violence now means anything that you disagree with, that verbally comes at you, or that you have to read that you don't agree with is violence. Well, not only that, if you don't say anything. Well, silence is violence, too, Jamie. That's right. <laughs> it's what we've been told. So you can't talk, and if you do talk, you can't say anything. Well, you just can't say anything that would we disagree, disagree with. with the narrative. Well, Unbelievable. There, there's more. You're, no, you're not. Because you can't even have a baby. So you don't even know what that is. You don't even know what this is. Get this out of here, Whoa. He grabs the pamphlet, starts throwing them, all that stuff. The college says, well, we are uh, we are investigating the circumstances surrounding this event. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the video. Here's, Here's what video. happened. Here you go. Right. I'll you give you 10 gone. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the, simple. The union that represents uh, educators in the uh, uh, in the in the college system says that they are standing behind her. One hundred percent. Because they have to fight against the right wing media machine trying to damage women's health and whatnot women's health it's it's pro-life students yeah. with pamphlets you don't have to take one right <laughs> you can it's ignore simple you can debate and you can disagree and you can walk away i mean if that's but that's a... the new far right left right right <laughs> i mean it's no you agree or we go after you right i mean there's no debate about it the other thing is, she said something that was very hurtful to trans people, as far as I'm concerned. Right. You're, no, you're not. Because you I'm can't sorry. even have a baby. That's true. Oh. So you don't even you know what that is. What do you mean? Sorry. Can't have a baby. Professor, it's 2023. Men can have babies now. Okay? That's right. That's what we're told, right? We hear that all the time. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. That's that's, that's why, very dated that, that that conversation. That's that's why we're all told we're we're supposed to call pregnant women pregnant people now. That's absolutely correct. As a woman or any menstruating person right, in this right. country, yes, the AOC. You know, to her point, and then you go back to that earlier on. I think the same professor said, "What are you going to go after trans people next?" Yeah, propaganda. What are you going to do, like anti-trans next? Anti-trans. Well, you're anti-trans. 
you're not recognizing that those pro-life gentlemen could become pregnant. Yeah, her saying that they can't have babies is, in fact, violence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry to be, like, old school. And I, I think it's my mom's voice ringing in my ears of, you think that's bad? I'll show you bad. Whatever it might be. Right, yeah. Like, you think this? Mm-hmm. Well, you have no idea. And it's like, you think that's violence? Somebody show them. What, what is <laughs> violence? What does right. that really look like? Yes. As a tutorial, just trying to help someone learn. Nothing more than that. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yep. Well, thank you for that, David. All right. Everybody ready to go around the room and tell their story? We do this every day around this time. And it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? So yesterday, Tim Scott, senator from uh, South Carolina, Republican, announced that he is going to be running for president in the Republican primary. Yep. And I thought it was interesting. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, Jamie. Um that uh, media was all framing it as, well, he's the only black Republican in the Senate, as opposed to the Democrats who have two uh, black senators. <laughs> okay, that's dumb, right? Well, the weird thing is watching liberals try to still call Tim Scott a white supremacist or somebody who doesn't understand being black in America. And especially, I love hearing this explanation from old white ladies like Joy Behar on The View. ABC News. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Here, here's Joy Behar talking about Tim Scott not understanding the black experience in America. <laughs> and he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it, neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, Wouldn't you love to be on there to say, Joy, can you explain systemic racism? Yeah, yeah, yeah see, here's the thing. is He grew up poor <laughs> yeah. with a single mom, right. Tim Scott did, and then made himself into a United States senator. And he'll be the first one to tell you that he got a lot of help along the way, but, I mean, I, I think that his experience is worth at least acknowledging. And Clarence Thomas, for crying out loud came from absolutely nothing and it's on the supreme court i think they have an idea of what it's like growing up especially growing up in you know the 60s in the south i mean i think they understand what the black experience is a little bit more than this bitter old hag on the view well i know it's against the left rules for a white guy to even give an opinion on this but it seems to me that those guys overcame real racism. Systemic racism, you can hear that debated, and it can leave people saying, it doesn't seem like uh, what you're saying is really always there. But at best, let's call it racism light. Mm-hmm. Okay, those guys actually overcame real racism. All right, so yes, I think they've earned their place to talk about what it is. Well, when Instead does... of Joy Behar saying, yes. well, they don't understand. And when does a privileged white woman get to talk about the black experience i mean seriously on what planet that is shut your mouth you know the fact that that's under a news banner at abc is really the one that takes the cake if they just said hey it's old hag hour whatever but to put it under the news banner yeah 
is really something. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, David and I did this story yesterday, but I have some clarification today. A train carrying 60,000 pounds of an explosive chemical mysteriously arrived empty in California two weeks after it left Wyoming, sparking concerns about the security and safety of rail transportation. The missing cargo comprised of ammonia nitrate, a substance commonly used in fertilizer and also a component in explosives, is just gone. It was there and it arrived in nothing. Now, according to Union Pacific today, the rail company that was responsible for transporting the chemical, its investigation indicates that criminal or malicious activity is very unlikely. A rep from Federal Railroad stated the leak may have occurred due to the train's car gates not being properly closed during the 1,000-mile journey, causing the chemical to seep through the rail car. Okay, that's significantly worse than somebody yeah, right. hijacking the train cargo. That, that Yeah. You, <laughs> you've they, got it seeping into the ground they, for, for they a thousand miles. The door. Oh yeah, I forgot God. the door and left the door open. <laughs> Tell you, man, the corn is going to come up real good on those tracks, though. <laughs> Steve, what in the hell? Um, the from. My story, it's not a big deal. It's not even in the news. It's certainly not the biggest story of the day. It's just a clarification on something that was said yesterday on the show that I, I wasn't here. Um, I think I had the clip of David talking about why I was out yesterday. Baby boy graduated, needed an extra day for some cleanup. And, uh, well, there was a lot of food there, man. There was yeah. a huge spread. So. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're cleaning up the, uh, the tissues as well as his mm, baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, you know. His, his baby his kid boy right is now, three inches taller than him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his baby boy can deadlift five hundred pounds. He'll kick my ass. Press a semi, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, an inch taller. All right, that was fake news. <laughs> One. It looks so. more daunting than that when you're side by side. I just have to tell you, he's a lot stronger. I'll give you that. Uh, th- it, tissues. For, that's not true. Okay. I'm not going to say that there wasn't any tears, but I tried to hide them like a man. Mm-hmm. All right. There was, I wore glasses throughout a lot of the weekend. <laughs> he did too. I don't know if you get any extra points. He is the youngest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was kind of the end of a few things. All right. And uh, yeah, there were no tissues. That's it. Maybe just a hanky. You try not to let anybody see it. Mm-hmm is sort of the thing i didn't see i i wasn't privy to any of it i saw no lip quivering going on well if i was going to let anybody see it it ain't you (laughs) well when your daughter got married and walked her down the aisle i "Uh, thought i saw that me you were crying dude i did not i did not lose it walking down there i had welled up Uh, but they did not go down the cheeks it was welled it was, but it did not go down the okay, cheeks. All right, I have the I, video. All right, it was maybe it didn't go down. You the are cheeks. the captain of fake but news. It certainly <laughs> was a lip quivering moment. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I've never seen that before. It was quite uh, listen, shocking, man. What? Okay, there have been different, different times of we go through men crying on this show. Yes. Okay, and I think we've all agreed there are times that it's fine, and there are other times where, you know, it is certainly not okay. All right. Yeah. As an example, you know, <laughs> vindication for a lot of people, <laughs> like Van Jones talking yeah, about Van people Jones. didn't feel well. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's all of that. So, what I did for my son, the same thing I did with my daughters, was you put together 
it's probably over 100 photos, and it starts from before they were in school all the way to, like, graduation. Mm -hmm. And then you put it into, you know, uh, Mac or whatever, and it spits out some music, and there you go. And, yeah, it, it can make you well up when you watch those. And then I write this, you know, long note to my kid. I've done it for all of them as they graduate in this mm -hmm. next thing. And so, yeah, I mean, you're sort of primed for it. And then when you see certain people that you feel like have helped along the way, you know, it it can get a little bit. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Okay. It, it, didn't, it wasn't the, that whole thing where it went on and on. It was just, you know. Yeah, it was it was hard to hold him back, mm -hmm. but I feel like I did okay, <laughs> right? Shut up. It's all right to cry. Crying takes the fat out of you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this started, you know, this was six years ago. My daughter graduated from high school. Yep. And uh, Van Camp, you were still in the hospital, I think, Scott. Yeah, And I was. Van Camp would pile on every day. Yeah. Playing Green Day. You know, and Green play Day. Time of Your Life from yeah. Green Day and all that stuff. <laughs> So I can't wait because you got two kids and you got this is in your future. And that's when the tears came. Yeah, I can't wait <laughs> for all of that. So, no, there was no picking up of Kleenex, but there there may have been a tear or two. I was just yeah. trying to hold it back. So that's it. I did notice the shades, though, all day. So, Well, it was sunny, too. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. But, yeah, and that way if you lose it at any point in time, then, you know, you can just cover it up real nice right there. Right. All right. So Very nice. <laughs> Now you know the real story, not the, just the fake news <laughs> from Robbins. I didn't say it. He did. You said three inches taller. Well, okay. let's not get too crazy. If you stand you guys next to each uh, other, he's, he looks like it. I'm not popping off to him. Did you hear about the track athlete? The trans tra you got to hear this story. And much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, maybe you've already heard about this. Another one. It's getting covered in a lot of places. Saw it in the New York Post. Transgender athlete took home a second place medal. It was a crucial <laughs> high school track and field competition in California. Yeah, saw this. Saw him at the podium. Yes, the biological male. Yes. Athena. Yes. Ryan. A junior. Athena. <laughs> claimed the silver medal in the varsity girls 1600 meter run. So, going to the finals now. The California Interscholastic Federation State Track and Field Championships. So, the competitor that finished fourth, a real girl, uh, lost a shot to compete at the state championships. Apparently, she appeared to give a thumbs down to spectators during the podium placement ceremony. Good. I don't blame her. No. Some people thought that was just terrible. Well, too freaking bad. You have a dude out there. Who just stole an opportunity from her. Correct. Down with the patriarchy. No, not like that. That's stupid. I totally agree. And then it says it's unclear whom Johnson was giving the thumbs down to or why. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, yeah, by the way, the, the biological dude that competes now with the women, apparently... Uh, if he would have been competing with the dudes, would have finished DFL. That's dead freaking last. If yeah, did got it. DFL. And then you say, well, really? Of course. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Joe Biden's age, of course, it's an issue. Yeah. But then we've heard all these people on the left and media suddenly say, hey, stop. Are you kidding? <laughs> He's in great shape. Yeah, just watch it. Not an him, issue right? for him. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. People do look at him yeah. and listen to him and say, there's an issue there. He keeps turning to greet ghosts there's no one there and he's got his hand out and he's looking around it's embarrassing well i mean he actually did call out and look for a congresswoman who'd been dead for uh, a few weeks yes where's jackie remember all that and then the white house is out there saying well she was on top of mind that's what he no he was looking for her (laughs) (laughs) he was looking around the room (laughs) I always wanted to shake hands with Harry Truman. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't even like the framing of it's a question about his age, even. It's not about just the age, because... I agree with you. I mean, Bernie Sanders is almost the same age, right? I mean, within a couple of years. And mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, I disagree with all of his politics, but does seem more with it. He can carry on a conversation. Absolutely. Yes. And I think Bernie's too old, to be honest. Sure. But, I mean, yeah, cognitive ability between those two guys is not even close. Right. Uh, I thought this was funny, though. Hillary Clinton did an event with the Financial Times, and he was asked about, or she was asked about Joe Biden's age. And the, the setup, the question I love, and it, they show video of him almost falling downstairs because, you know, he, he walks well, kind of like a penguin a little bit because his feet are numb. Yes, it's very stiff-legged. It's a stiff gait. Yeah. Yes. All right, roll it. Now, there was that heart-stopping moment where he almost fell over coming down the stairs a day or two ago. He didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there. Hold on. Jill wasn't there, didn't use the railings. It was a heart-stopping moment. It's like a (laughs) heart-stopping. You've seen it before. It wasn't like, oh, it's not like you're clutching your seat. I mean, I, I saw him fall up the stairs. Yes. Going on to Air Force One more than once. Heart stopping. All right, go ahead. He didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there with him. Every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth because these things could be consequential. Is that a concern? And we've had presidents who've fallen before who were a lot younger, um, and people didn't go into, you know, heart palpitations. His age is an issue, and people have every right to consider it. But you know, he has this great saying, and and you know, I think he's right. You know, he. You know, don't judge him by running against the almighty, but against the alternative. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she acknowledges the age thing. After, I mean, I hate to give her any credit for at least saying to the Wuss reporter, well, I've had other people do this. It didn't give him heart palpitations, (laughs) which is true. Yeah. But all I can ever think when I hear her is she wants to run. Right. Gosh dang it, I thought the exact same thing. Thought here she goes. She's greasing the skids. Here we go. Yeah. Watch him. Yeah. Well, he's too you old. know. She's How much the, younger is she? Like she's five the years? young spry alternative. Uh let me see. Hillary Clinton age. Seventy something, right? She's seventy five. 
Yeah. So five okay. years younger than Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, listen. Don't don't think for a second that I'm saying, yeah, come on, Hills. That's not it at no, all. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. But it's yeah. not even close between her and Biden as far as a cognitive oh, test. Oh, no, no, no. And she knows it. Mm-hmm. But the cognitively declined seem to do well in the Democrat Party. Well, they'll prop you up. I mean, it's the machine that's I mean, running she's it all. Got, she's, she's got to really start slipping more I mean, in order can, to be accepted. You can be a box of rocks dumb or poor Fetterman. I mean, it, it, you know, close to who knows what. Or Biden. They'll, it's fine. They'll prop you up as long as you vote the way they, they want you to. But Hillary really wants the juice. She wants mm-hmm. the power. I thought the exact same thing. I thought, here she goes again, casting doubt on the sitting president Yes, for a little primary run. Yep. Because um, she I, wants that gig badly. And she's running out of time here. The, oh, goodness, so, yes. You know, this it, is it. It's now or never. Yeah. And we said that last time. Yeah. Okay, I happened to see this piece today. I don't know if you happen to see it. It's from Hot Air. It was just titled, How Bad Was the Gaslighting? I'm like, okay, this is worthy of a look. What are we talking about here? Yeah. From David Strom. And he writes, most people have blotted out just how vile the gaslighting during COVID was. Mm. And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time going back, you know, two, three years of reliving all of it again. And I think we all remember how crazy it got at times. Mm-hmm. Until you hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're reminded of it. And Matt Taibbi was writing about this guy that puts together montages. I wouldn't say as good as you put together montages, David. I think you're great. Um, but it says it. this whole thing was so irrational. You know, when you're talking about COVID itself, then the vaccine, and then the unvaccinated, and the thing goes for 11 minutes, mm-hmm. all right? And I watched the entire thing, and... The, it's amazing that you have so many people in our country that still look to some of these people on broadcast news to get their information or some of these politicians that they took their word as gospel that they still put trust there. But just as a sampling, maybe 20 seconds here and there, you know, near the beginning, you're, no one was safe from this thing, remember? If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No, no one is safe. safe. Nobody, nobody is safe. safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody, nobody is, is safe. safe. Science is clear. <laughs> none of us are safe. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Okay. It's like all the talking point, right? And then you go to the next phase who will not get the shot the unvaccinated clowns idiots who think that they can do their own research don't remember this oh yeah mm-hmm. it's what you would do is you would read all these different things because there were you know different papers being written in israel and sweden and denmark and this is what they found out about kids and covid and you're trying to figure out okay exactly what's going on because that doesn't match what we're being told how dare you think that you can use that computer of yours and look things up for yourself? Yeah, how right. dare you? You can't do that. We make the rules. Sir, don't do any of your own research. Doing your own research is associated with conspiracy theory circles. This go-it-alone approach, doing your own research. That can have serious consequences. You should get prison time for even questioning the vaccines. Can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? That phrase, do your own research, four words. Four little words that are hurting America. Doing your own research hurts America. There's little effects, but, yeah. but it's all the same people. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. 
And then, you know, you get a little bit further into it. And then it's, of course, the unvaccinated, those dirty people. We are not the problem. The problem are the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated threat. Unvaccinated people are a threat, a direct threat. The threat to all of us. The unvaccinated are a risk to all of us. People have a right to be protected from the unvaccinated. Maybe there should be laws that allow them to be kept out of the building. So at least. Unbelievably. Is it just me or when you hear it again, you're like, that really was crazy. No, and it pisses me off even more now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember hearing about, I mean, I remember experiencing it, you know, when it was at first, you know, 15 days to slow the spread and you're like, okay, I guess if you yes. can swing it, you know, just try not to be out as much as possible, I guess. Okay. And then it goes beyond that. Then it's like, oh, we're actually going to shut down for a month. A month? <laughs> I mean, yeah. holy mackerel. Yes. Well, another part of it, it's funny, is you got, you know, it's Fauci, Rochelle Walensky from the CDC. I think it was Biden. All I'm saying, you get the vaccine, then you don't get COVID. It stops. Right. And then you hear a news person say, and Dr. Fauci has come down with COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> One after another after another, just yeah. to sort of well, expose the I lie. I mean, on this show, because I handle a lot of the, uh, the back and forth from people, mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I'll bet... 10, 20 times we were accused of killing people. Oh, yeah. Even though yeah. we were all vaccinated on the show. All you were doing was talking yeah, about it. the things yeah. that came to light right. about people getting it or there might have been some sort of vaccine injury mm-hmm. or the fact that, okay, when you actually do the analysis for a young person otherwise healthy, there's more risk with the vaccine than there is getting covid yeah oh you're killing me right and how do you guys ah, sleep at night you're like well hold on thousands no, of people are dead because of the things yes. you say and oh my gosh it was right. it was incredible i don't hear from any of those people anymore by the way no. well no they crawled back into their their holes and <laughs> they all died the... they all died from heart inflammation right yes <laughs> right okay bud light another story david what's up dude Uh, This is remarkable. The sales of Bud Light are down for six straight weeks now, down 25% according to, yet again, according to new numbers from Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen. Uh, And what's even worse than that is it's having an effect on other Anheuser-Busch brands as well. Uh, Michelob Ultra sales were off about 3% versus a year ago in the latest week. Bud Heavy uh, sales down about 10%. Uh, in back-to-back weeks, Bush Light down 6.8%, Natural Light, Natty Light down 2.8% wow. in the week. Bud Light has lost $110 million in sales volume year-to-date compared to the same period last year. And this is on, you know, just ahead of Memorial Day weekend. This is right. the beer drinking season. People out grilling, having yep. time, get a little vacation time and whatnot. And yep. people are just done. And I, wow. I go back to the, the conversation I had with a, with a woman I know who said, you know, at first I was kind of giving them a break to, to let them come to their senses. But then when the head of Anheuser-Busch yeah. on a sales call or whatever said, well, it's a lot of misinformation about the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. We're not, oh, yeah, misinformation, people falling for this yes. and watching Fox News and all that kind of stuff. That pissed her off. And she and her buddies on facebook and whatnot they're all sharing the 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 graph that shows you all of the anheuser-busch products and they're not buying it right now no and we talked several times having known people working for ab over the years 
driving trucks, you know, that have no <laughs> decision-making no. juice at all when it comes to marketing are getting slammed by a bunch of people. But then another mistake, dude, from the top telling the regional sellers, here's your line that you give yeah. to people to buy from you, which was, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, people need to stop watching Fox News all yeah. the time, okay? This is not a big deal. Okay, all you had to do is say, you know what? We were misguided in that. We're sorry to our customers. They won't do it. No, they won't. They can't. They're hamstrung now. I've gotten a couple of memes from people with the Budweiser end cap, the Bud Light end cap, all stacked up, and the sign on the top just says, take what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and this speaks to what former Anheuser-Busch executive Anson Frerich said on Fox Business the other day. I think this boycott is going to go on a lot longer than people give it credit for. And there's two reasons that boycotts tend to be successful. The first is when it's easy for consumers to switch to other brands. And then secondarily, when people feel like they're having an impact. And in this, Bud Light, it's not very that much different from Coors Light or Miller Light. It's water, it's barley, it's hops. What sets it apart is its messaging. And so it's easy for consumers to switch to the grocery store, the convenience store. And then separately, consumers feel like they're having an impact. That's really true. I yeah. think that's there's something to that. Wow, man. It's actually worse than I thought it would be at this time. I thought it would have sort of leveled out by yeah. now. No. But people are not well, like forgetting. They, we've said this before, though. Now, if you order a Bud Light, your buddies are like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, the other thing is, and I know that they call it a boycott, and I get why. But again, I've never heard about a formal boycott. It was just people deciding, forget it. I'm not buying it. Well, who are they to call it a boycott anyway? How do, you, how do they know? <laughs> it's a they them cot, okay? <laughs> All right. Other stuff we got to get to. Um, okay. A fake state of emergency over school choice in North Carolina. Have you heard about this? We will get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So a state of emergency in this state. Yeah, the Democrat governor of North Carolina issued a state of emergency because lawmakers are considering school choice legislation. What? That's what a lot of people want. Yeah, and it's not a real state of emergency, by the way. This is just dramatics, essentially, cooked up to rile up people. That's, That's the whole point of this. It's extremely dishonest. To say it's okay. a state of emergency. He's sitting there. He's got the governor's office seal in front of him on the podium, and he's going, "I'm issuing this state of emergency." It's not not really any sort of executive power being exerted here, at least not yet. Uh, but here's the governor, Roy Cooper, talking about this. All right, Roy, what do you got? I'm declaring this state of emergency because you need to know what's happening. All right. If you care about public schools in North Carolina, I do. It's time to take immediate action. Why? Their private school voucher scheme will pour your tax money into private schools that are unaccountable to the public and can decide which students they want to keep out. Huh? When kids leave public schools for private school, the public schools lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Wait a second. I thought, though, then I will have the choice of what public school I can yeah. send my kid to. Yeah, it sort of seems like that's the ultimate accountability, isn't it? Yes. Because then it'll be like a meritocracy. What schools are doing well? Where do you want to send your kids? Yeah. So if you're failing as a school and I'm forced to send my kid there, I want out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's, what's the emergency? It seems like this is a good thing. Well, especially for marginalized kids. Oh, sure. 
Well, yeah, because the, the knock used to be only kids from a wealthy background were allowed to go to these private schools well, because of the cost. Including the governor's kids, Yes, by the way, exactly, yeah, 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 of course. Wouldn't of course. you know it? They all are. But they don't want that. So how much are the teachers' unions giving your campaign, yeah. Governor? Because mm. I don't know, but I'm guessing it's something. <laughs> You're getting something for it, or at least to the Democrat Party overall, and, you know, all that stuff filters down. Yes. Man, they just do not like the competition either. They don't like Mm-mm. competing at all. No, and so the state of emergency, blah, blah, blah. And competition and it, always creates excellence. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I... Sorry to go back to the story again, but it was earlier in the show. It's still crazy to me what the Los Angeles Dodgers have done as an organization. Oh, I know. If oh, you haven't heard this story, it's gone back and forth. Now, <clears throat> is this three times? Yeah, now it has. So they, they initially had for their Pride Night festivities, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, some freak show drag group that makes a mockery of Catholicism. And then like after, in like crazy ways. Yeah. And then after backlash, they were disinvited and then there was backlash to that. So now the L.A. Dodgers have decided, you know what? That's right. We care more about the official state religion of the alphabet mafia than most of the fans in the stands. Major League Baseball hates you. Period. The end. Well, in the way they apologize to this group. Yeah. Drag queens and. It's crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Now we got caught up on time there. It's I don't know what you would have as the biggest story of the day. I know that's not it. I, to me, it honestly it it, it kind of is because it it really illustrates what what we're all up against is that you can have a group that completely makes a mockery of one of the world's largest religions. Uh, as long as it is in service of the secular religion of drag and trans ideology. And the Dodgers saying, we want to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual yep. Indulgence and all their friends and families. You know, and, I, and we're going to do the work. And all I can hear in my head is David saying, they hate you. Major League Baseball hates you, yes. It's like that Alex Jones thing, man. They hate you. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them they all. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, is DeSantis still scheduled to announce tomorrow that That, he's running for president? That's what, I mean, again, that's what we keep hearing is that tomorrow is the day that the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, will declare that he is running for president formally. You know, somebody noticed that he changed his Twitter handle from, uh, Ron DeSantis FL for Florida to just mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. Subtle Got things, it. right? That's what people yes. were pointing out last night. Uh, and so, of course, the knives are out. And, you know, you will wait to see what Republicans say and, and how this whole primary process plays out. But a hack reporter with Puck News just got buried by Team DeSantis. Really? It's hilarious. So Tara Palmieri wrote some piece about how she followed Ron DeSantis around trying to get him to answer her deranged questions. Now, as she writes it, I'll, I'll just read a, a couple of ways that she characterized these interactions. It was my first personal observation of what DeSantis's critics mean when they call him a paper tiger, a superficially perfect test tube Republican candidate who, on closer inspection, is probably not ready for prime time. He was perhaps a little scared of the spotlight. He had trouble making eye contact with people in the crowd. I peaceably followed him down a stairwell, asking him questions, each of which he ignored. 
DeSantis seemed almost to be running away from me. So the DeSantis okay. War Room team, the Twitter account, posted some of the questions she was yelling at him while he's going to the vehicle. All right. Roll it. Yeah, which is your favorite Disney character? Oh. So, That's the bombshell? Yeah. So I'm the hack reporter? He yeah. won't answer my questions. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to ignore you, too, if you're following me around, you know, saying, hey, you're... Somebody's like, hey, I have Belgian ancestors, too, Mr. Van Camp. <laughs> you can talk to me. I'm like, you're a psycho. It's going to be wild, man. It really Once this is. thing gets rolling. He should have said goofy. Reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trump has a lot of surrogates out there. Yeah. But there have been a number of people that either worked for Trump or were around Trump that are now on DeSantis' team. Yeah. So, you, I mean, it's going to get ugly. There's no way around it. Oh, for sure it will, yeah, because it, it already has gotten ugly in a lot of ways. So I, I think... You know, when they're when you have the uh, Trump campaign or the PAC, I should say, that supporting Trump, spending more money than they were taking in on attack ads against Ron DeSantis before he even announced, uh, you can tell who the threat is. Uh, I think so. Do you think team. there was a hope that maybe if there was enough that he just wouldn't run? Yeah. And, you know, again, I have no idea how it's going to play. You know, sometimes you can have a promising candidate and once they get under the scrutiny... I mean, Ron DeSantis already has been under national scrutiny, but it's a different game when you're yep. actually running for president. Yep. So I, maybe he will crumble. I have no idea. Scott, do you remember Scott Walker in 2015? No, I forgot about that. <laughs> was, was there somebody named Scott Walker who ran for president? I don't remember. <laughs> he was your guy. I just remember. Well, the he first time too. He, yeah. it, it, he was not nearly as polished no. as people thought. You know, because in Wisconsin, he was dominating. Oh, yeah. There was a lot to like. And then out on the national stage, and it just didn't didn't translate. Yeah. So you don't know. Oh, but yeah. I, I think my – your gut is DeSantis is further along than Scott Walker was at that time. Yes. Scott Walker I, had oh, my yeah. vote. I'll tell you that. Yes. So did Chris Christie. <laughs> Mitt Romney at one point in time. But we don't want to bring up all Man, of that. I'll tell you what. You know what? That's just it. I mean, usually you you think, well, who are you guys? Who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? I, you don't want to know who I'm going to vote for, because whoever it is is going to lose. So just let's just dial it back. You are not the only one that was wow. ever on Team Mittens or Team Walker, or Team Christie. Team you Christie know? seemed a little more rock solid, didn't it, at the time? Dude, you and I we were arguing about the bridge thing. I'm like, this yeah, this is gonna be it, dude. You're like, this is nothing. I didn't think it would be, but <laughs> that was just the beginning. That was the tip. Yeah. Okay. Switching gears. Okay, so we've got a dress code. And is this to do with uh, high school and a graduation? Uh yes, yes it does. Some places okay. are stricter than others, and yeah. in this particular school district in Mississippi. It is very strict. Uh, Harrison County, Mississippi, a teenager who says he's a girl, sat out his graduation because he wouldn't adhere to the dress code. A student identified as LB was told he had to wear a button-down white shirt, a tie, uh, black pants, and black shoes. But he says, well, I'm a girl. I don't want to wear that. The family took the school district to court. Well, they lost. 
So he sat out graduation because he just wouldn't put on pants. Uh, He did an interview with WLOX-TV saying that it was harmful for him to wear pants. What? Me going to graduation and and what they asked me to wear would be me telling them that it's okay. And it's not. It would just feel like I was shadowed and tainted by a bigotry hate. Tito made fun of me. Now, it was kind of funny because another student who was actually a female wasn't allowed to walk because she did wear black pants, and that was against the dress code. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, you, you know, you can argue back and forth about dress codes, whether or yeah. not it's too yeah. strict. I mean, I certainly sure. had experience with that in high school because I was a yep. no good dope smoking hippie and I had long hair and I got suspended from school because I didn't have my hair cut. I went home and I was Wait all a like, minute, man, I didn't know that your school, they had the dress code for hair length. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Wow. And it, 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 it couldn't touch your collar. And so mine was. On, fully on my shoulders, and I had been kind of getting away with it. No one had said anything. And then there was an assistant principal who said, oh, okay, no, you have to cut the hair. You're going to be an in-school suspension, and then you're not going to be allowed to right. come back until you get the haircut. And I was ready to rage against the machine, man. I was ready. I was going home. I'm like, Mom, you won't believe what these fascists in my school are doing to me. They're telling me to cut my hair. And they're not going to let you back in the building until you get mm-hmm. it cut? Y- yeah. That's right. Isn't this tyranny? Let's take them to court. And David, we're going to Fantastic Sam's, and you're going to get a little trim, okay? Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, and you've heard Robbins and I talk several times. If you played in a sport in the 70s and mm-hmm. most of the 80s, it was the same sort of thing. Yeah. You had to have your hair cut to a certain length. Above your ears. Yeah. So when we see high school players today with their freak flags flowing all over, and the lovely locks that they have, you're like, golly! Oh, yeah. It especially ticks you off. Oh, it does, because I loved my hair, and I hated cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to wear a tie, too. I don't wear a tie. Yeah. yeah game, game day. Oh, we had tie. to do that, too. Yeah, game yeah. day, you were wearing a suit and right. tie. Suit and tie. Yep. But yeah. that's that's just what it is. That is the dress code. You know? So, I mean, as now far as Now you got a freaking whole... senator with a hoodie and shorts on. Yeah. John Fetterman, yeah. Yes. But as far as this whole thing, that's the dress code. And then, well, it's bigotry and hate. Well, okay. So what's going to happen? Yeah, it's the local TV station. We're going we're gonna to make this a story because mm-hmm. so, we see this as injustice. No, because you ask most people, yeah, that was a dress code. Get over it. You don't want to go to the graduation? Don't go. Right. You don't have to. No. By the way, side note on graduations, if you had to guess your high school graduation, Scott, how long did it last? She maybe an hour. Because I I was thinking mine, I was thinking there were like three, four speakers, and it was like an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes. Hmm. Do you remember how long yours was, David? Mine, uh, we had it at the Toyota Center in Houston where the Rockets played, and it was like every school district was going through there, so it was a tight 45 minutes. It was was like, all right, we got to move on to the next school. Got it. I think we had two speakers, and I was one of them. Wow. So I, I, I was brief in my remarks. I want to get the hell out of there. And my kids' graduation at 37 minutes. Wow. I was like, this is awesome. That is really that is really moving it, though. Yes. No speaker? No, there's two. Wow. Yes. Brevity, my friends. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Yeah, not, not like what I remembered. And I, guess, I think for the 
the junior high, I was talking to a guy that was on the school board. He's like, man, I clocked it, man, 23 minutes. Gee whiz. Like, yes! <laughs> that's outstanding. Now, that's, that's making a difference. Oh, yeah. That, I'm all for that. Okay. Oh, there was another story out there today um, about Jeff Bezos. You know, Amazon guy, multi-billionaire. He's engaged. Mm-hmm. The girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, she yeah. was like a news reporter, news anchor, whatever. So when he got divorced, they were already dating, that sort of thing. Mm. And I happened to see this this morning and mentioned it. Rob was like, wow. And he started going off. And I said, do you think we should talk about this today? And you're like, yes. Well, yeah. And why is that? Well, I'm sure she loves him. <laughs> I'm sure of it. It has nothing to do with the cash is what you're no, saying? No. Not- Listen, man. A dude can look like Quasimodo, and if he's got dough, he's got a hot one. I'm telling you. But he's 59. You said sometimes, it, because you said she looks a lot younger. She does. She's 53. He's 59. Yeah, well, that's not completely crazy then, like some of them. Right. But, I mean, the way she talks about him, I mean, it's genuine. Oh, it has I'm nothing joking. to do with them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I know. I know, because... I'll tell you what, if the guy was uh, putting aluminum siding up in your house, she'd feel exactly the same way. No, okay, yeah. If Jeff Bezos was actually driving an Amazon truck, she would have nothing to do with him. No, no, she'd still love him because of his sparkling personality. (laughs) Well, it says... Garbage. What she has said about him in the past, that he... He inspires me every day. He makes me a better person. He's the most loving human I know. And then when she wished him happy birthday a little while back, happy birthday to the man of my dreams, who lights up my world with his laughter and kind heart. Oh, God. You have shown me that no great love is not bravely fought for. Thank you for always being by my side and for being the most loving and supportive partner. What'd you get me for your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, the other thing, have you seen the $500 million yacht? Yes, of course. Do you see what like is on the front of that ship? It's like a mermaid yeah. sculpture of her. Of her. Of course. Well, yeah. Which yeah. is incredible. She loves him, though. And here's, here, here's the thing, man. Somebody said this to me a long time ago. Men, women and men, men, powerful men, wealthy men, always will attract women. Yeah. It doesn't work in reverse. Because the guy said Roseanne Barr is the most powerful woman in the planet and has right. more money than you will ever have. No dude's going, yes! Tom Arnold did. Well, okay. <laughs> well, Tom Arnold did. But to your point, as I, of it's course, I disagree. It's a whole different thing, right? Yeah. I forget, you know, she was married, had a couple of kids. She also shares a son with Tony Gonzalez, the former NFL great. I forgot really? about that. Yes. I know. What, can I say what's Dude, going through you your mind? Dude, once you get in the club, you're always in the club. <laughs> you go, you enter the Forbidden City, and you never leave. You're just always there. Did this also go through your mind? Because I want to see how well I know you. You're also thinking, how do you go from Tony Gonzalez to Jeff Bezos? Two billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a few extra zeros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gonzalez is a pauper compared. <laughs> yes. Only got one jag? What? Another thing real quick, and I'll make it short. I happen to see there's always these surveys and research things going on. The question was, is it better for your marriage to have joint bank accounts or separate? Oh. And they did this with a bunch of newlyweds. And it ter- as it turns out, it's better to share. 
you're more invested. It it goes a lot worse if you're you have different accounts. We can get into more of that later, but that's that's the big takeaway. What happened to my money? (laughs) It's our money now, Scott. It's me. Oh, a story about Uber you got to hear. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, news update on a story we had earlier. Yeah, so there's this pro-life group, Students for Life. They had set up a table at Hunter College in Manhattan. They were handing out pro-life pamphlets and whatnot, and they posted this video of a professor, Shalin Rodriguez, completely losing losing it on them. Yes. This is This is violent. You're triggering my students. So, yeah, obviously that's unhinged. She's throwing the pamphlets around and everything. Now the update is the New York Post uh, had a reporter go to her apartment to try to talk to her. That's what they do. Yep. And she comes out of the apartment wielding a machete and puts the machete... To the reporter's neck. Oh my gosh! You got the audio. Yeah. Here we go. Away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. So then, and they don't have they they didn't post any video of this because obviously they were getting the heck out of Dodge. But as the reporter and the photographer were leaving the building, she winds up with machete in hand following them down the street saying i'm going to chop you up so obviously uh, she's having a good whoa, day oh man <laughs> um i know the laws are a little lax there in new york but that's against the law isn't it I, well, you could change a lot of hearts and minds holding a machete though <laughs> i mean what I just see the headline, wielding a machete. Like, unhinged NYC college professor holds a machete to post reporter's neck. That's the headline from the New York Post. And I'm like, what? No, come on. Did she at least have it sheathed or something? Nope. She got the blade, like, sitting there on his neck. When does the school launch their investigation? Oh, you got to Your career's over. Well, I would think so, yeah. Well. Here's the thing, man. I keep thinking of this montage from the left of no one is above the law. Okay, no one's above the law. Right. Okay, this person's not above the law. Even though you see it more and more at different universities, the people running them think they are. And in some cases, it does seem like they are actually above the law, but it should not be here. So we'll see what happens. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. I got to hear that piece of audio again. The machete to the neck, crying out loud. Get the away from my door. Get the away from my door. Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no kidding. That's cool, calm, collected right there. Yeah. Okay. You crack down on machetes in this country. Are you talking about common sense weapons of war? Machete yeah. <laughs> control. Okay. I'm all for it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Florida is about to become a terrorist state. Yeah. That's in yeah, the news. That's what we hear. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're told. The NAACP, I don't know if you saw this, uh, put out a travel advisory for black people. We, we uh, pointed that out yesterday, uh, telling them to not go to Florida. It's not safe for black people to be in Florida. <laughs> oh, based on what evidence? Just trust me, dude. That's, that's what it is. All right. Based on what? I, I don't know. Ron DeSantis doesn't want people to learn about slaves in America. I've read this sort of nonsense yeah. because you're talking about what's going to get taught in schools. Yeah. And he's saying, hey, 1619 Project, all this nonsense, CRT, uh, all the transgender, we're not doing that in school. Okay? We're going to go back to the basics, especially with history, which, again, as far as these three jamokes on this show— we all learned about slavery in school, how horrible it was. Yeah. If people want to act today like, well, it was always, you know, kept away from the white kids in the Midwest <laughs> that slavery ever happened. Mm -hmm. uh, no, mm -hmm. one learned about it. It's just been rewritten. And you've got, well, school districts and different governors saying, hey, we need to stop teaching this. We're basically pinning kids against one another. We don't want to do that in yeah. the United States. You can see what an awful thing slavery was and why we, you know, want to do everything that we can to never let something like that happen again, not pretend it never happened, but also not focus on it, that we're still suffering from the same things we were in the past, how much we've grown as a complete society. Yeah. Oh, you can't do that. Right. So that being said, this activist says that Florida is about to be a terrorist state? Oh, yeah. A Democrat activist named Aisha Mills praised the move on MSNBC, the whole travel advisory nonsense. Oh, my goodness. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida recently, and I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the place. Why? Think about that statement, too, though. I, I just went there on vacation, but I don't want anything to do with the state. Right. Was there, was there something that drastically changed between your vacation and now? Uh, I don't know. Is this something to do with what's going to be taught in schools? Is that what you're getting at? It's so interesting to me about Florida. It's supposed to be all oh, this evil place. They do everything wrong. Yet the likes of AOC keep vacationing there. Yeah, it's odd. Isn't keep that a neat trip? There. It's oppressive. Well, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> they went there during COVID so they didn't have to wear a mask. But, yeah. Like the governor, governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. Yeah, and he did too. The oppression down there. I can't oh wait to God. send my family back to take care of my horses. Right. Yeah, he's got a horse farm there. Yes. Uh, apparently during COVID, people who tended to horses w couldn't leave the house. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. somebody had to do it. You'd leave the house to get to Florida. And then once you're there, then it's fine. Then stay in that house. Stay, yeah. yeah, unless you're feeding the horses. Unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's, I don't I think that, most people too, honestly though. believe this crap. Do no, you? they don't. No, I don't. But, th but this is the thing. This is what uh, these activist groups try to do all the time. You take it up to 11 on the yeah. outrage meter all the time, knowing that 
you know, 90% of people will never really hear the full story or anything like that. So all you do is trick people into associating Florida bad, Florida bad, Florida bad. Okay. That's, that's how this works. All right. Moving on. Oh, I saw a piece, man. If I had it all to do over again. Let's talk about smartphones. This is a uh, piece written about parents that are saying no to smartphones with their kids. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough no, too, by the way. It is. Wow. For a lot of the kids. But yeah. the parents know what is best for them in this situation, and they see what's going on. I, I, it was kind of interesting the way the story was written, too, from Olivia Reingold. She said, every time one of his classmates gets a smartphone, Jet Rogers thinks to himself, there goes another one. Said it kind of feels like I've lost a friend. Whenever I'm with them, they're zoned out and always on their phone. Mm -hmm. But the kid, a middle schooler in Salt Lake City, says he still can't shake the desire to join the club. Six months ago, the only other holdout in his 30-strong group of friends got an iPhone. Said it kind of made me feel left out and jealous. But later, I don't want one because I know what happens. And talking about, well, yeah. yeah, there's kids bumping into each other in the hallway, everyone staring at their phones. A lot of teachers started giving up on the school's no-phone policy, knowing students hide their devices up their hoodie sleeves and then pull them out as soon as nobody's looking. And at lunch hour, everyone eats alone, scrolling TikTok while they're eating. Dang. And it said, at 13 years old, Jet is part of a small but growing minority group of holdouts. By age 12, check this, because you get the kids coming up, David. Mm -hmm. Seven out of ten American kids own a smartphone. They also spend about eight hours online a day inhaling TikTok trends, toggling between texts, and turning their daily lives into Snapchat and Instagram content. Most will have seen pornography by the age of 12, with three and four teenage boys saying they watch adult content at least once a week. The growing body of research shows that smartphones are at least partly to blame for skyrocketing rates of teenage anxiety and depression. According to an author reporting on a recent worldwide study, our smartphone use among nearly 28,000 youths put it, the younger the age of getting the first smartphone, the worse the mental health the young adult reports today. Man. They also knew that so many people knew about this ahead of time. That's why... The likes of the leader of, well, as Bill Gates, Google's leader, famously kept smartphones away from their own kids. Steve Jobs limited his kids' screen time altogether. What did you do? Made mistakes. Okay. I just wondered if. Uh, I want to say it was like flip, phone, flip phones in middle school, smartphone once you get to high school, mm -hmm. but went earlier with my son because the cost was the same. It's like, well, I mean, at some point, it actually is going to cost more for the flip phone than it is to get a hand-me-down smartphone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, looking back on it, I wish I would have paid the extra money just to get the flip phone. It's hard to measure now. Um, you know, different you kids are, you know, they handle it in different ways. And well, some will look at it like, I'm going to put it down because I know it's not good. And different kids you know at different times have said all right i'm going a month without this maybe it's a an app or without the phone altogether and i mean you always come back with the same thing boy i'm so much better without it but then you gravitate back toward it yep. you know it's it's interesting man and i wonder what we're going to find out 
you know, years from now, what this has actually done to kids. Because we really don't know the full effects yet from no, when right. this really became a thing 10 or 15 years ago. Well, there's the mental and then there's also the physical side of it. I know it. it's one of those things that sounds ridiculous. It sounds like Old Man River a little bit. But when you're staring down at your phone all the time, that does have an impact on your posture, on your neck muscles, on your yes, joints, things like that. It's like, man. You're gonna, you're gonna have like 25 year olds walking around with arthritis. Yeah, not to mention no, true. the amount of time you're not actually out doing things. Yeah, and I mean, there's no doubt about it. it. It is entertaining. There's a lot of entertaining stuff, but it does get addictive. So yeah, I mean, I don't know as far as schools. I can see a time where they will try to outlaw it the best they can. Well. I mean, this was before smartphones, but back in my day, when yes. some people would have a, a flip phone or whatever, mm-hmm. if a teacher saw it, it was gone. You, sure. You, that was it. You can pick it up or your parents can come pick it up from the front office after school. Right. Then you get enough parents saying, you can't take that phone yeah. away. I pay for that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. And then, you know, the whole fight is on. Thought this was interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people would like to see our president fact-checked a little more when he speaks. Like, hey, where's the fact-checkers on you some of this stuff? you got to understand it before you yeah, can right. fact-check it. Saw that at Hot Air. It said Joe Biden isn't speaking coherently enough to fact-check <laughs> I made that up, but that's true. Yes. Huh? Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense to me. Totally. And so I think, you know, different people had tweeted out Biden talking in Japan for like 40 seconds. They're saying, okay, what do you make of this? And so then the White House team posted a transcript of the remarks, and they left in a couple of the blunders and then put strike-through fonts on the errors. Yeah. But the rest of it was very much cleaned up by his handlers. Yeah. So if you're trying to fact-check it, you're trying to figure out exactly, well, what was he actually trying to say? Because we're not really sure. And as David has pointed out many times, he struggles with numbers. Oh, Miley. Oh, Yeah. yeah. So, again, if you're to fact check this, how do you go about it? And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're, uh, in terms of uh, taxes, that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the, the global warming bill. Anyway, I was able to. All right, time out right here. By the way, and this is, of course, in front of all the world leaders. Yeah. Okay. Roll on cut by 1.7 billion dollars in the first two years the deficit that we uh, were were accumulating and uh, because i was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in america that made 40 400 billion dollars or 40 billion dollars 400 billion dollars that uh, they uh, they pay zero in tax zero <laughs> okay all right fact checker david <laughs> You're on the job. Holy cow. Uh, what do you do with that? <laughs> Throw your hands up in the air and say, I quit. Yeah. I'm going to go work at Denny's. <laughs> this is fair. Fair sucks. catch it. I can't return it. <laughs> I'm just here. It's, it's brilliant, man. When you got a senile president, it's built in plausible deniability, right? He can't be held accountable for anything he said because he doesn't know what he just said. No. That, that's just it. Oh, well, that's not what I meant. Because I get numbers mixed up all the time. Because according to him, I think we've had over 300 million die from COVID. 
We have just a very few people left. I wonder how the world translators do that to these guys. Oh, got the headset on, right? I mean, there's someone that made the comment that even the people that didn't speak English had to be confused by it all. Yeah, yeah, because they're translating it to their world leader or whatever, you know. (laughs) I mean, really, that's what I would really love to to hear the Japanese prime minister's uh, interpreter. And just get that person's thoughts on what's that like Yeah, to try yeah. to translate Joe Biden when he's on the struggle bus like that. Do you just do you just whisper in his ear like, OK, look, I, I have no idea what he's saying. I'm sorry. He's incoherent. We're going to make a fortune off of this guy. I yeah. mean, really, that's all you got to say. <laughs> Pretty much it. Yes. Yeah, but I would I would love to be privy to that. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, one quick thing to make you feel like garbage today. Uh, but it's an uplifting story. Um, this former soldier from Nepal, did you hear about this guy? Lost both legs to an IED in Afghanistan 13 years ago. Oh, jeez. Just made history by scaling Mount Everest. Wow. Do you see the look on Megan's face? Yeah. <laughs> what does that face say? You're like, you almost look mad. Well, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I, I'm more he just used special ashamed. prosthetics with spikes to help him climb. It's unbelievable yeah. that this guy was able to do that. Met with silence on the I'm a, show. I'm, mm, I'm just feeling my tactical love handles right now. Yeah, get winded walking the dog. <laughs> you can, you can always turn that around. This is one step at a time. Golly, always do it. I'm just, I see stories like that. It's incredible. It really is. All right, a lot more to get to. Oh, there's a piece about Elon Musk and George Soros. Pretty funny. Then much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Wow, breaking news. David Van Camp. Yeah, big news. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is going to be announcing that he is running for president, and apparently he's going to do it on Twitter with an interview with Elon Musk. So uh, Twitter has something called, if you're not familiar, Twitter Spaces. It's an audio platform. You can do live broadcast, essentially, on Twitter. And apparently they're going to be having a chat, and that is where the news is going to be breaking uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, what time is this? Uh, six, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow evening. Wow. That's really interesting. The thing about Elon Musk, in interviews, he could be rather awkward. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Seen that a few times. Yeah. But he owns Twitter. Yeah. Yep. That's how awkward he is. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. the dude's brilliant. I'm yeah. always interested to see what he has to say about whatever it is. But as far as just him being in an interview sometimes is sort of an awkward thing. Sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just sort of tense when I see it. It's like he's searching for the words and there's a little hint of a stutter there. Uh, a little hint. Okay. I always think about it. The guy is so brilliant trying to make it make sense for everybody else. That may be what he's doing, yeah. And uh, that may not be true. I guess that's the way I, I think he's an it. alien. I think he's not from this planet. I think. <laughs> you know, we talked the other day what he said about George Soros, that he basically hates civilization. Yeah. Um, and it came out anti-Semitic. Semitic. Oh, uh, that's course, Elon yeah. Musk. And so there was a whole piece in the Wall Street Journal that Elon Musk is right about George Soros and not anti-Semitic and give all these reasons why which i probably don't need to explain 
Um, but just interesting. The guy makes news all the time. I saw this, wanted to mention it real quick um, with that news about DeSantis because to be hitting the trail and it's going to be him versus Trump and who knows how this is going to go. But thinking about Trump and all the different funny things he said over the years, <laughs> I saw Orkin release its annual list of cities with the most mosquitoes. I don't like mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> I forget where he was, where he's doing the speech, and it, there's mosquitoes all over the place. Yeah. And he was really getting bothered by it. I don't want mosquitoes around me. <laughs> so <laughs> L.A. is number one for the third year in a row. Wow. Top cities for mosquitoes. Okay, followed by Chicago, New York City, Atlanta, Dallas, D.C., Philly, Detroit, Houston, and Charlotte, which I, I would not have guessed. I'm kind of surprised Florida's not in there. But Me too. Yeah. yeah. I don't like those mosquitoes. I never did. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, Dave. Uh, biggest story of the day now to me is uh, we, we have a time and a date that Ron DeSantis is going to be uh, announcing he's running for president. And it's tomorrow, 6 o'clock Eastern, on Twitter, in a conversation with Elon Musk, which is very interesting to me. Very much so. Well, I think Elon Musk has said before that he was rooting for Ron DeSantis. So I guess that's not a big a deal as how is Trump going to react to it. Mm -hmm. I think we're all waiting to see how that's going to go. Oh, yeah. It's going to be ugly, man. It is going to be ugly. No doubt about that. Okay, we got to get to another news update. And then, Robbins, you got your big three? Yep. The Scott Robbins trifecta coming up right here. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the big news now is that it has been confirmed that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be announcing he is running for president. He's going to do it on what's called Twitter Spaces. Uh, it's an audio platform that you can use on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a one-on-one, -on -one, apparently, with Elon Musk. And that's where he's going to announce it. Uh, I've seen some people already saying, uh, some of the people who say it's got to be Trump, only Trump, that's it, suggesting that Trump do the same thing, return to Twitter, make his triumphant return to Twitter and hold a Twitter spaces of his own at the same time. I, you know, I don't get to dictate what Donald Trump does. I would say that would be a bad idea because you really do run the risk of being completely humiliated. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, Trump is holding court somewhere, that could be interesting. But a lot of people have seen that before. Yeah. The interest for DeSantis, I would think, would be high, especially as he announces. Yeah. See how that's going to go. So, yeah, I don't think Trump should do that. You wait and see how he's going to counterattack. And how much is DeSantis going to talk about Trump in this announcement? I have no idea. I think he'll, and, I think he'll talk in vagaries without naming him. But if you're Elon Musk and you're conducting the interview, mm -hmm. that's the elephant in the room, man. Oh, How do definitely. you not bring up Trump? Like to address it head on. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um I always find these interesting or stories interesting uh, because as time goes on and more and more research is done, we're finding out more about diseases like Alzheimer's. And this piece in the Wall Street Journal said that deep sleep may be the best defense against Alzheimer's. Hmm. 
don't know if you've ever heard that before. I know, I know deep sleep, there's a lot of things that it cures or at least keeps off, staves off anyway. I mean, other diseases too. Yes. All around good for your body. Yeah, good for your body, yeah. But there's the different stages of sleep. There's the light sleep. There's the deep sleep. There's the REM sleep. How do you know? Well, if you do a sleep study, you can yeah, certainly I guess, find yeah, out. that would be the only way. I mean, you know, like if you are wearing your Fitbit to bed, Scott, mm-hmm. it can tell you. I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah, I don't either. But it will tell you, all right, for how long a period were you in REM sleep, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Again, I'm not saying, well, that's totally accurate. I'm not quite sure about that. I've heard conflicting reports on that. But in this piece, it talked about poor sleep has long been linked to Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But it's the chicken and egg conundrum. What what came first? Right. They're not quite sure. But during deep sleep, the brain produces slow electrical waves and flushes out neurotoxins in the brain which can be hallmarks of the disease. So that would be a good thing. goes on to say studies have shown that even one night of lousy sleep can lead to an increase of amyloid. Mm. A week of disrupted sleep can raise the amount of tau, which is, yes, especially insidious because over time it can strangle neurons from the inside out. When I order Chinese, I order extra tau. (laughs) (laughs) It helps. I don't think you want to do that for your brain, to be honest. You don't want that. Okay. So it does say those with Alzheimer's experience sleep disturbances year before they develop cognitive symptoms. But the pathology that underlies the disease can itself disrupt sleep. So poor sleep may increase the risk of Alzheimer's and be an early symptom of it. It also is possible that those that are at higher genetic risk for the disease are more prone to sleep disturbances. So if you're listening and going, oh, man, I do have sleep disturbances. Crap. Yeah. Most people who toss and turn at night don't develop Alzheimer's. Hmm. Most do not. There are other genetic and lifestyle contributors, but sleep is one that can be actually modified. That's why they're looking at it. So we following the old science on that one. Yeah. I bring this. I, you know what? I'm not going to bring up these stories anymore. I'm looking at you, Scott. You just have this worried look in your eyes. Well, i I don't think i I don't think I deep sleep enough. I'll tell you that. Mm. Why? How do you, you know, come the, to that conclusion? The only thing is because I'm I'm sometimes I'm I'm kind of aware of a surrounding, but it'll be like that for an hour, and then the alarm will go off or something. And I'll be like, I was sleeping, but it didn't feel like I was in a deep sleep. You know what I mean? I've had yeah. that before, yeah, where, kind of where like, you're kind you're, of aware of the you're surroundings. You're like kind of conscious, yeah. yeah. Did cats sleep in the bed with you? Uh, not very often, no. Sometimes they're at the foot of the bed. Mm. But not, you know, not anything. No, not like snuggled up with me. Or well, but they're in the room, but they're jumping around Somet- and stuff. Well, sometimes, yeah. Okay. That All can right. be a little disruptive. It can. Well, I don't know why you were making a mockery of snuggling with cats. Uh, Dexter, the cockeyed cat snuggles with me all, every night yeah. every night my cats aren't really snugglers yeah yeah except when they get up in the chair with me that's the only time welcome yeah. to tuesday cat talk with uh yeah. scott and dave, uh, dave and I can, we can talk. now we let can me talk tell cats. you about this sweater i made for <laughs> one of my other kitties <laughs> all right robin you ready for your big yeah, three let's do it all right let's get to this are you ready one, one two, two three, 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 three,
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey. All right. Ready for your big three stories of the day? Yes. Casey? I'm ready. Okay, okay buddy. Three. Let's do it. Number three, Hunter Biden's mistress wants Hunter to be jailed over the lack of child support payment. Yeah, she's Ooh. done goofing with this thing. Hunter Biden's ex-stripper mistress asked a judge to arrest him for dodging court orders for child support. Wow. Apparently, he's not the disclosure part he wants no part of. Mm-hmm. He's been pushing this off forever. And she's like, enough already. I'm getting no money from this guy. She shares the four-year-old daughter with him, asks the court to, uh, in a filing, to, to take action immediately as a way of enforcing the requirement to disclose his damn income and his assets. And he didn't want to do that because chances are he didn't pay taxes on any of it. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the, the remarkable thing, too, because he's crying poor house. And I understand. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to pay like $20,000 a month. A month, that, yeah. I, that's that's like an incomprehensible amount of money to to, to me, but mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're raking in millions of dollars, trading on the family name and whatnot, I suppose you can have that money and swing it. And he won't really disclose where the finances stand right now. No, but, but at the same time, when he did make a court appearance a couple of weeks back, he flew in a private jet. Right. So <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Hard to- Hard to sell that whole poorhouse thing, isn't right. it? Well, you know, not I, only that, I mean, yeah. you got five hundred grand a painting for your crappy paintings when <laughs> yeah. you decided you wanted to be a painter, right? Mm-hmm. Get your butt to paint some more. Well, yeah, right. Hey. Pay the child support. That's your kid, man. Well, and and the thing is, it's all based on percentage of income as to what you pay in terms of, of support. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't get blood from a turnip, so if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. But it's usually based on what they know to be your income. Again, man. And, and they don't know what your income is and how is it may be less than he's supposed to be paying. And mainstream media doesn't pay attention to the story at all. No. And how the Biden family just doesn't come forth and say, hey, first of all, let's welcome the daughter into the family. Yeah. If nothing else, for political optics sake. Yeah. And then here's some money to help you. But not Hunter doesn't has met her. The family hasn't met her. She's four years old. Wow, man. By That's the way, really Hunter's sad. got a ton of jobs. I mean, he works for China, the Ukraine, Russia. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yeah. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, Georgia Democrat uh, is blasting the party for prioritizing illegals over black people. Yeah, Misa Maynard uh, is the uh, representative name, and she posted a video on Twitter. She did this Saturday and laid out a pretty damn convincing case here. To wrap it up, she said it's ironic. I say every election year, I hear Black Lives Matter, but do they? I see every other minority being prioritized except black children living in poverty that can't read. We'll send a million dollars to the border for the immigrants, but black communities? Not even a shout-out. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. I'm not backing down. I'm just now getting started on this. I've actually brought that point up. Yeah, you have. You have. <laughs> like, well, yeah. The left, where are they? It's constantly telling us we have... These right. different communities that, that are just, you know, living in poverty with no chance for just giving money to more people coming in instead of paying attention to people from their own yeah. logic. That doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, but she's, that's the first one I remember saying it. Absolutely dead on point here. She articulates it very well. 
I mean, no honest Democrat can deny that. And therein lies the problem, of course. Well, I mean, if you really get to the root of all these different problems, okay, it's not lack of funds. Mm-hmm. Funds have been put in these areas many, many times. It doesn't work. A lot of the tactics have not, have just not worked. But my whole point is when the left is always saying, you know, what about these underserved communities? Yeah. We need to do something about this. Well, okay. But then how can you just say, well, we got to take more in all the time? Well, it doesn't make sense. It's a rubber stamped vote. That's what they think. Yeah. We don't have to really do anything. We just have to say we're doing things. Yeah. Rubber stamped vote. Okay. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Yeah. And up to number one. Thank you. Number one, Target is holding an emergency meeting over its trans merchandise. Oops. Oops. Some Target stores were forced by the corporation to move the LGBTQ pride merchandise Hmm. away from the front of the locations. They all got together on the phone call, and a lot of Target stores across the country, maybe in smaller cities, were like, hey, we're getting hammered on this stuff. People are pissed. I mean, yes. they, they don't want to deal with this. And, and you're telling me I have to do this as a franchisee? Go pound sand. I don't want to do it. I don't want to end up Bud Light. So they caved and said, well, okay, you can take it all. You can take it and move it around the store. You can't take it all the way down, but you, got, you can move it away from the optics of when you walk in. That's what you see. Interesting. So many of them across the country. And a lot of it has to do with that, uh, the pouch thing on the swimsuit, on the women's swimsuit with the extra pouch. Yeah. For the male genitalia. Yeah. That the, women don't need. The tuck, the tuck as it's known? Yes. Now they're saying, hey, that's a big lie. The children, there was nothing like that in the children's section. This was all adults. According to them. According to Target today. We never marketed this for kids. Now we have kids' they, merch. Yes, they did. We have kids' merch, but we don't have the tuck swimsuit. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> we just split hairs on that one. Well, exactly. Yeah, but, but these stores are getting blowback, and they're like, our customers hate yeah. this. Well, it's, don't you think that this is? We've talked about this several times. This is the one topic where the far left really outkicked it. Yeah, where most reasonable people are like, okay, enough. Yes. Okay, you just can't one day decide you're going to be a boy when you're a female. It doesn't work that well, way, and, or vice versa. And, and, and the franchisees are very much like the Bud Light guys. They're like, hey. They gave us no time on this. They said, here's the way it's going to work. Here it is. Do it. Right. And yeah. we didn't, there was nowhere to voice any opposition at all. And, and I think it is just even beyond the, the trans stuff. I think it's, it is the overall pride stuff. Like, there's a lot of people, no ill will towards anyone who's gay. No mm-hmm. ill will at all. Don't care. But are freaking exhausted by getting inundated with this stuff all the time. Agree. You know, and... and you know, you got the gay Ford Raptor. Did you see that? I think that was from a year ago or so. But yeah, yeah, it's a rainbow pickup truck. And yes, all the and you got Dave you got, Rubin did a hilarious piece on that. <laughs> Say, My husband wouldn't buy, wouldn't <laughs> drive that. You got that. It's just like okay, we get it. All right. Yes. Now stop. Exactly. That's it. I'm beginning to realize it's time for a change. Well, it, it seems to be so. Yes, Casey. Thank and you, there Casey. you have it. Okay. You know, he's wise. He's dead, but he's wise. <laughs> yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. Great job, Scotty. As always. Thanks, Casey. Uh, okay, we got to get to a news update. Thank you. Yeah. You bet, man.
Um, also, Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. Goodbye. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, driving the news now, Ron DeSantis is going to be announcing uh, he's running for president uh, tomorrow evening on Twitter in a conversation that you can hear between him and Elon Musk. Six o'clock Eastern. way to announce. Yeah. You know? Okay, so what is going to be the takeaway from the left? Uh, you know, Elon Musk, bad. Ron DeSantis, bad. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a whole lot of bitterness and anger and all of that stuff. Racist, anti-trans. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's the same old tired talking points over and over again. But will there be the take from the left, he's actually worse than Trump? It's already happened. Oh, yeah. yeah I think that's going to be the big deal, isn't it? There was a piece, uh, now I can't remember where it was from, but it was last week that ran that, yes, DeSantis is the worst possible. I mean, there, this is the problem that I was warning liberals about, and I think we all were for years. Hey, if you if you keep calling one guy Hitler over and over again, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to turn around and then say, but somebody else is even more literally Hitler. It, it doesn't make any sense. You're just clowns. Right. And a lot of them can't go to what well, is Satan because they're friends with Satan. Right, right. <laughs> you can tell by their actions. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that if you're having dinner with them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think it's time for Nimrod. Roll it out. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. All right, a little contest, uh, David Scott. If you want to play, uh, you got to keep track of okay. how many people involved. Okay. Oh wow. All right. Okay. As we get into this, four kids in Maryland caught driving around in two different stolen cars last week. They were teenagers. Two adults were with them. That was an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old. Turned out they'd also just stolen stuff from a nearby store. The two adults got thrown in jail. The four kids were charged as juveniles. So that's six arrests. But we're just getting started. Okay. The kids had to get picked up at jail by a guardian. And when the guardian showed up, the car she was in was also stolen. There were three women in it, and a guy was driving. Cops thought it might be hot because the back window was smashed. After the three women got dropped off, cops tracked down the car and arrested four more people inside it. The driver and three other teenagers. Meanwhile, the three women who got dropped off at the jail also got arrested. Did you get the total? 10? 12. 13. Ah. Scott's closest. They're all in a bunch of trouble. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.